Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year. Then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Hey, um, let me tell you what I'm going to do today. I'm going to play part of a conversation that I had with Mr. Sid Monga. Now, I thought his name was Sid Monge when I was a kid. When I first started following baseball, I mispronounced his name. But according to BaseballReference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth, and all the announcers that I followed, it's Monga. And he is a former Cleveland Indian pitcher, was the pitcher of the month of July 1979, made the 1979 All-Star team. And for those of you who listen to this podcast, and I know I do, you know the significance of 1979 for Sully Baseball, because that was the year that I really first started following baseball. That was the year that I was following it day in and day out. And so one of the first players that made a big impression on me in terms of being an all-star, the first year I was really following baseball, is now a guest on the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. Sid Manga did this call while watching his 12-year-old son play in a soccer game in Arizona. So I want to thank you very much, and thank you, Colin, and everyone at Past Pros for setting this up and for taking a little time off during his son's soccer game. So please enjoy my conversation with former Cleveland Indians All-Star Sid Manga. When I started following the game and figuring out who some of the best players were, and I was watching that All-Star game in, in Seattle, uh-huh. Yeah. I got you were one of the names on that list, so this is a this is a big thrill for me. So I, I, okay. I thank you Same so here. much. Same here. Uh huh. I'm just well, glad that people still remember. Okay, because it's been so long ago. But uh, I've been in the game for a few years, so uh, I don't stay away from it. And so it's we we will never get away from the game. Never. The game was so beautiful. That's all I can say. It was wonderful. Okay. Well, you stayed. You stayed in as a coach for a long, long for a long, long time. Yes, yes, a uh, little over, little over thirty years. Yeah, I've been coaching, and they still want me. They call me, but I, I tell them that I'll be an advisor or a scout or something. But I, I got to stay at home. Right. For, for my for my age, I, I six. I'll be sixty seven in April, and I still I have a twelve year old son, so uh, he's gravitating towards soccer and baseball. So. It's wonderful. It's keeping me young. I have a twelve. Year, I have uh, my two boys are going to turn twelve in a couple of weeks too. So I. Uh, yeah, but you're only you're, you're only forty one years old. That's true. So that's okay. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you uh, have me there. You have me there. But yeah, you. Yeah. I actually, I actually printed out like you all the places that you've been a coach. Like, like in Rockford, in New Jersey, in Potomac, like all uh-huh. over the map, and, and literally all over the map because you're in the Mexican League too. So. I've done the Mexican League in the winter time for the last 30, 30, 31, 32 years. Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. I'm still active there a little bit, and uh, I'm active on this side. In fact, uh, in 10 days, I'm, I'm going to to uh, Phoenix to kind of scout a little bit and recommend some kids, uh, the bubble kids that uh, – you know, play AAA, Major League, that might want to go to 
play Mexico or something like that. Yeah. So I'm still active. I will always be active. Is there any? Are you involved with one team? Or are you are you an advisor for? Not one. Not one particular. No, not mm-hmm. one. If if I had to pick, it'd be the last one that I worked for, in uh, uh, Mexico City Reds. They're the ones that develop quite a few. So I recommend them from the states and then from Mexico to here too. So. I, I work both ways, and uh, uh, in the states I do I do just functions, you know, private lessons, and then I do uh, a little bit of fantasy camps. With um, I'm active with the Cleveland Indians and the uh, Detroit Tigers right now. Right. So, far. Right. so, so. you it was, of the players you worked with in Mexico, is there anyone who just that we would all know that that uh, really made it in the bigs? Oh my God, we, we, we got we got Cy Youngs. <laughs> uh, you know, no, well, Jaime Garcia is one of them, and Fernando oh. Salas is another one. Johnny Cruck, uh, way back then, uh, back in the late 80s, he was not even a prospect, and he ended up playing in Mexico out of double A, and uh, he made it big time. Not only that, uh, he's got a he's got a microphone with him now, so, you know, he eats a burger, and then he grabs a microphone and things like that, but he was, uh, he... In fact, uh, after he made it, it became a, it became a, a pro, from a suspect to a prospect in, in ten year major league career. Um, yeah. That's one of them. Matt Stairs is other another guy, oh. and uh, we can name bunch of guys, bunch of guys. But uh, you know what? Jake Peavy was not bad. You know, he was signed originally as a shortstop, and really? uh, he he became a Cy Young. Yeah, he was a shortstop. And I'll wow. tell you another guy that, well, he didn't quite get to play. Luke Gregerson was a shortstop, and someone gave him like $1,000 to to sign. And he yeah. was like, you know, they, they, he said they felt sorry for him when they signed him. And to make a long story short, he's on his, on his eighth year as a major leaguer. Okay. Yeah. He was a shortstop, and he would come in and close the game once in a while. So he was a pretty good, pretty good player. And I said, you're going to make it. Uh, I saw him in 206, so I think he's got about seven or eight years in the big league now. So there you go. It's not the money that you make. The player makes the money, okay? Yeah. Uh, those, lo- those long shots, 100 to 1 or 200 to 1, I don't know. So I can't because I so associate him with being uh, you know, a pitcher, you know, both winning a Cy uh-huh. Young and winning World Series with the – uh-huh. With the Giants and the Red Sox, and it's like, uh-huh. yeah, quite a competitor, quite a competitor. Oh yeah, he's still going strong. I don't know if he's going to sign back with the Giants or whoever, but he's had a wonderful career. He's quite a gentleman. Yes, he is. Wow, Out of Alabama. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, um, so when and you're heading back down there relatively soon, you said. Yes, I'm. I'm heading back. I'll be going back and forth to Mexico. And then going here, I'll be active here in the next uh, month and a half uh, in spring training, trying to see as many po- many kids as possible that may be on the bubble or something like that, yeah. and they may not want to go back to AAA and make decent money and go down and play uh, in Mexico. So I'd be active. If not, I'll, I'll, I'll go head out to the golf course or something. <laughs> well, you – it's funny because – there's a there's a quote that I read about that um, this I guess is when your your Cleveland days the Dan Coughlin quote. Which oh my God! Any beautiful? He doesn't need a rest. That's why he's among the best. He's he's one who earns his pay. 
pitching almost every day. This is the the, <laughs> the poem about you that you're. you're oh, we, we uh, Danny Cogger and I might have done that that interview at a bar somewhere, either New York, Philadelphia, or not not Philadelphia, New York, yeah. or Cleveland, or Detroit, or something like that. But he's a wonderful gentleman and. I've been back to Cleveland a few times, and I've been wanting to see him. And he's uh, he was uh, he was good. He was as a writer, he was like a number three here. Okay, so uh, <laughs> great gentleman, great gentleman. Okay, and he would not backstab you or nothing. We, you know, you, you do what you do on the field. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But you know, uh, it's it's bitter when when you're talking about uh, situations when. Uh, guys will not want to talk to him, and I, I can recall that I, good or bad or in between, I, I, I hey guys, say, you know, I'll, in, I'll, I'll do an interview. I got no problem with that. I mean, I know that there was a tough loss or a good win or a good save or whatever, but you know, people want to hear about it. So we were able to do that. And he wrote uh, an article about you in the Sporting News in the seventies, and. Who's talking about mm-hmm. you growing up uh, both in Mexico and then in uh-huh. Rancho, Rancho Cucamonga? And, uh-huh. uh, oh yeah, and your uncle Frank <laughs> getting you your first baseball glove, something and, like that. Yeah, uh-huh. and, uh huh. And uh huh. No, just going through you, you know going from place to place, and you were an honor student and played every sport imaginable, and you wanted to be a teacher. Oh, I'm telling you, I, I could have played tennis. I, I, I feel bad that uh, I took on golf very late in life, almost in my 40s, almost when I was co- when I started to coach. And uh, I, But I did. I almost I, I, I played cross-country. I played a little bit of football one year, but then he said, Sid, you're going to get killed. You only weigh an ounce, so they're going to kill you. <laughs> And what I said, well, you know, you I like football. What position do you in football? I have to ask. Quarterback and end. So I was, I, I could throw it, and yeah. you know what? I could catch it better than I could throw it. Believe yeah. it or not. But my baseball coach said, Sid, I said the safest sport is basketball, baseball, cross country, track, and the last one. I said, if you don't want to get killed, you need to quit at least one or two. So football was the first one that I abandoned. And I kicked myself in the booty for for doing so, but uh, you know uh, it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm not a bit uh, sorry that I went the way I did, but uh, everything I tried when it came to athletics or whatever I did, it was it, it I was driven. I was driven, you know. So uh, to, to not only play at a, at a good level and just just have fun at it, have, have be passionate. And uh, I guess that's, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I grew up in the era of, of old school. Old school is wonderful, okay? I've guess I had some great teachers that are just like, you know, just bury your head in the sand, let's go to work. And, you know, you know, uh, made, you just, you know Billy Muffet back in when the year I signed, he says, you know, hey, throw strikes, keep the ball down, change speeds, and may the Lord take a liking to you. So <laughs> I took that to heart. I mean, almost to the day that I signed, that I that I see Billy Muffet and telling me that, and I said that that stayed in my mind. I said, so you know, I had a bad year one time. I thought, and so I thought, you know, '72. I was only my third year, and the guy says, you know, I'm I'm, I'm five and twelve. 
And I said, Bobby, I said, my, one of my coaches, God rest his soul, he says, I'm, I'm going to get released. I said, I said, you know what? He says, I, you're 5 and 12. You pitch 165 innings, okay? And your ERA is 312. We don't measure you by wins and losses. You, we measure measure you by how much you improved over the year. And you're doing well. And so here I was thinking that I was going to get released, and Bobby is just like, Maybe he was trying to motivate me and stuff, but uh, he was true. You know, ever since then, I said, I keep my ERA down and I'll be fine. So the, the one other time I was scared, it was in AAA because my, the Coast League, it was like, it's very light air. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were, we were West Coast and then the Pacific Coast League was like, you know, if you had an ERA under five, you were good. <laughs> and boy, I, I was, I was, back then I said, but that was the worst ERA I've ever had, but, uh, we turned it around though. Now I'm 16 and five, and I make the all-star team. And then I said, I'm closer to the big leagues. I said, now, now maybe I'll stay. So, thank God, at the end of '75, I ended up getting a cup of coffee, and that cup of coffee was loaded. So, what can I say? It had cream and sugar. It wasn't just an empty cup of coffee that I spent just one day. So I was fortunate enough to stay healthy and spend 10 years in the big leagues. So, here we are. So you made your uh, you you made your debut with uh, the Angels, and you played yes. uh, you played about what three or four years with the Angels, mm-hmm. and yes. then you got the biggest break you could get, which was you got traded to the Indians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I rode the pine for a little while before I get in my break. But uh, uh, seventy-seven went by, and I was getting a few appearances here and there. And then uh, seventy-eight started out, and kind of slowly, and then then finished very strong in seventy-eight. And then seventy-nine, I kind of like took over. We uh, we did have a couple other guys. We I shared the uh, closers role with uh, Victor Cruz, but I I got the brunt of the work. So uh, Victor was kind of a little bit on the. I, I don't want to rag him on, but I, I was trying to motivate him because he had a, such a great arm, and he didn't like to work. I said, you got to work. you got to work so you can get better. No, no, I said, I don't have to run it over the plate. All I do is throw hard. You know, he says, I'm trying to help you so you could be better. And uh, But anyway, I shared I shared the closer role with uh, with Victor Cruz, and Consequently, you know, we, I, did, I, I had a few more than he did, but uh, it was a great, great, wonderful year. Wonderful, wonderful year, yeah. That was a year, uh, I mean, you won 12 games out of the completely out of the bullpen, saved some yeah, uh-huh, games, uh-huh, struck uh-huh. out 108 batters over your 76 games, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. represented the Indians in the All-Star game. Oh, you got that right. I didn't get to play, but I, I warmed up quite a few times, and I rubbed shoulders with President Ford, and I rubbed shoulders with Nolan Ryan, Donnie Baylor, and Jim Kern. You name them. I mean, that was a lot of fun. That was really something. Yeah, oh, man. It was Jim wonderful. Kern. Oh, I loved Jim Kern. That was you said. Wait, was he with? Wait, was he with Texas or Cleveland? Then was he your teammate? In he was. He, he he had gotten over. He went over to uh, Texas. Yes. Oh, yeah, I had played with him before that, and uh, uh, he left. And he left in '78, and uh, you know, but uh, he was, I, you know, he was he was with Texas. Yeah, oh, he was I a flamethrower. About Jim Kern, I got to ask a question about Jim Kern because okay. he always seemed like he was obviously he had a great year that year too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he did. It was his best year. Yeah, yeah it was both of your best mm-hmm. years. But 
the thing I remember, I told you that I started watching, I started really following that year. And it seemed mm-hmm. like every time I opened a pack of baseball cards, mm-hmm. not only it was, was Jim there Kurt. a Jim Curtin card in there, but he had uh-huh. this huge, like, like <laughs> maniac uh-huh. smile. Like he was like he was going crazy. Uh-huh. Like he was a did laugh. And yes, that's right. Was that the way he was? <laughs> yes, he was happy-go-lucky. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, 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 I give you a quote. Uh, uh, there was an outfielder. Pete in Cavilia in those days, I I guess it was 79 or 80. And he says uh, he was a tough guy, you know, he was like six, six, one, six, two. And, uh, anyway, he says, if anyone ever hits me, he says, uh, 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 humankind will not survive, you know? And, uh, and later on one day, I guess in Texas, he went ahead and nailed him. I mean, right in the back. I mean, it was a hundred mile an hour fastball, and then nothing happened. Okay, he never charged the mound. He never did anything. I mean, it was like afterwards they asked him about it. He says, "I, I guess, I guess uh, mankind has survived." <laughs> <laughs> and he never. Oh, he was. He had a dry sense of humor. He's a good guy. He was huge. He looked like he was like seven four because he was so skinny. You know, tall and skinny. He had to be like six seven, I think, six seven, six eight. But uh, have, oh my! I have up here uh, on BaseballReference.com. I have up here your your game logs, and mm-hmm. you're talking about a pitcher who didn't just go one inning per appearance. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you, you pitched six shutout innings out of the bullpen in a game against mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Five of the third like, shutout innings in a game against. Uh, Oakland that year. So another five innings in a game against uh-huh. uh, Baltimore. I mean, do you remember some of these games where you're basically asking mm-hmm. to start? Yeah, I, I remember those games. I remember the uh, the sixth inning. It was 56 pitches, and I told them, I told, uh, I think it was uh, whoever the manager was, I said, I'll give you an inning tomorrow or two lefties or whatever, but get me warmed up and I'll be in. Fortunately, I didn't have to pitch the next day. But the one game that stands out was in '77 against the Yankees. Yeah, I went. I went seven innings. Okay, wow. I can't remember who was knocked out early in the game. It had to be Rick Waite or Rick Wise or mm-hmm. or somebody or David Clyde. I don't know. But that game, Mister Thurman Munson hit a blooper over second base over Dwayne Kuyper's head yeah. as the only hit of the game. And it was seven innings, and then that's the game that turned things around for for me. Okay, I mean I've done a few things before. I mean I, the '76 uh, I saved the game for Nolan Ryan. It's probably the only game that was saved in all of his career because we, when he went past the fifth inning, yeah. nobody nobody closes the game but Nolan Ryan. So yeah. um, there was a game here and there, you know. But 76 overall wasn't that bad because I had 130-some innings also, and I was 6-7 and seven for a, not a very good team. But uh, that, that, in, that, that game against the uh, Yankees, it was the Yankees, okay? Yeah. And how could, how could you just remember that seven innings, one hit, no walks, seven strikeouts, and it stands out in my mind. So, uh, but... Uh, there's so many highlights, thank God. I just thank the Lord for staying healthy and never been on a DL or anything like that. And uh, 
was able to hang in there for a kid that was drafted last, last yeah. for the California Angels like in 1970. So, By the way, there you, you go. Talked about uh, giving a little, uh, you know, your little competition you had with Victor Cruz uh, on that uh-huh. game in uh, in '79. He was Rick mm-hmm. Wise pitched ten innings. He let up only two runs. You mm-hmm. came in and pitched six innings and gave yes. up no runs. Then the <laughs> the Indians took the lead in the 17th. They brought in Victor Cruz to close it, and he let up two runs in two-thirds of an inning and get, got the loss. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> poor Rick Wise pitched 10. You came out pitched six. He couldn't even go one. Oh, my God. I'll remember that forever now. You know what? Because I was numb. I was numb because I kept going. Says, they said, one more. I said, yeah, let's go one more. And one more. And one more. Next thing you know, it was six innings. And I said, I'll go back out there. No, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. We might need you tomorrow. I said, don't worry about it. I'll keep going, and we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow comes. And sure enough, I ended up fetching those six innings. But that has stuck in my mind forever because yeah. you know what? You're talking about a superb team you're facing. Mm-hmm. Gorman yeah. Thomas, Charlie Moore, I mean, Jimmy Gantner, Robbie Yount, I mean, Paul Molitor. Please, give me a He's break. A I'm Cooper <laughs> on there, too, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, so it was, it was quite a thing, you know? So what can I say? Well, you know? look, you've been very generous with your time, but I want to bring up one fact that I, that is that as far as I know, only two people have ever done this, and you're the first. Mm-hmm. That wow. in one season, you played with both teams that mm-hmm. went to the World Series. 83 and 84, 84, yeah. Uh-huh. You started uh-huh. the year in San Diego, and then you finished the year with the world champion Detroit Tigers. And mm-hmm. talk about Six. a team that was uh-huh. unbelievable. Uh-huh. 62 games would be... With the uh, San Diego Padres and 100 with the uh, with the uh, with the Tigers. Uh-huh. With the Tigers, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So you got you I got to finish was... your career a world champion. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh huh. And I started my odyssey with being a coach. And one of the big compliments was that when I said I'm done, a bunch of people came up to me which was quite an honor for me. I mean, it's very sentimental, is that they ran to me. I said, I'm done. I said, I'm done. And he's just like, we'd like for you to be a coach. (laughs) Right away. I said, I haven't even said, like, I'm done playing. And next thing I know, I've got all kinds of offers to be an instructor. So here I am, another 30 years, keeping me young, keeping me, like, feeling like I'm a 35, 38 year old guy you and, know? and your so. kid playing soccer is keeping you keeping you young oh yeah oh there's there's no doubt about it there's no doubt about it without a doubt and you know i got to keep up with my wife too because she's about 18 years younger than me so <laughs> i gotta hang in there i gotta hang in there so yeah so you know baseball baseball really like you know like saturday night Live. Yeah. You know that that's that's kids. Baseball's been very, very good to me. <laughs> kept me out of trouble, it's kept me healthy, it's kept me sane and kept has kept me grounded. And I can't uh 
think about it. So I, obviously, I feel that I made some good choices when it came down to, you know, I could have been football, could have been tennis, it could have been whatever, because I was, I was, I think I was pretty good, pretty good basketball player too. That was my number one sport. Basketball. Really? Because yeah, I, I could, I had great vision. I mean, I just like I, I hit guys in the face all the time because they weren't paying attention because they didn't think. I knew where they were. I knew where they were. There's four other ones besides me. So I said, you want an easy layup? Pay attention. You'll get the ball, period. When I got it, you'll get it. I don't care if I score or you score as long as we win. That's all there is to it. So, well, but you anyway. Said you, were, you said you had still had some connection with, with Cleveland. I'm sure you still have a lot of fans still in Cleveland. That must be uh, a thrill seeing what's happening with this team and, and seeing them get so close last year and looking like a really good team coming into this year. Oh, they're, 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 they've gotten better. They've gotten better. Yeah. They got that, that big sign. Encarnacion was the key. So if they, if, they, if, if they were to go sign somebody, I'm glad yeah. they did go and sign somebody, and yeah. they're serious. They're serious, so that's good. They're stable. They're they're you know they're young. You know the starting staff, pitching and defense wins ball games. Okay, but they're going to score some runs. Okay, they're going to yeah. score some runs. Well, and they're like is a beast. He's a great hitter. Yes, like, he, he is. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They'll, they'll He's gonna, even deeper uh-huh. staff than they had last year. Exactly. They're deeper. Uh huh. They they they're young and and then now they got the they got their one year under their belt. You know, they've gotten better. Since it was a small market, we thought that they were going to, you know, hold off and not, you know, and and not go forward, you know, because he says, we got no money. As soon as they spent that money on Encarnacion, they said, they're serious. We don't want to go back, which yeah. is good, which is good. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I hope that the, I just did a gig for him for a fantasy camp about a, three weeks ago, so hopefully – if not, I'll pay my way and I'll go over and play golf anyway. So we'll see what happens. But there, I got to see about eight games during the year. Oh wow! So maybe we'll maybe we'll see them again. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun watching well, those kids. <laughs> well said. The uh, the pitcher of the month for July 1979, the first year I really started following baseball. I really, really thank you for your time. You've been very generous. Get back to your to your son's soccer game there, and uh, and all the best to you. All right. Take care, Sully. All right. Bye. Okay. Thank you very much, Sid. That was a lot of fun and remembering some interesting games and some memories there. And, you know, it's good to see he's still getting a lot of love from Cleveland fans, too, and he's returning the love right back. You know, it's funny. When I was doing my research, I found at one point he wanted to be a teacher while he was going to high school in Southern California. And I think it's safe to say that he became one. All these decades and decades of being a coach all over the map. And you see all the different places that he's been a coach. He's been everywhere, from Potomac to New Jersey to Mexico. And the people that he's been a coach to, I mean, as you said, Cy Young Awards, All-Star Games. So thanks so much, Sid Mog, for being part of the show. You're a world champion. You're an all-star. And you're a good dad for going to that soccer game. Uh, go to SullyBaseball.com. Visit Past Pros. Uh, PassPros.com, or follow them on Twitter at PassPros, and you can get connected to some of your favorite baseball players out there. 
Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, so I have an iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.